Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello from sunny Margate. I'm down with Charlotte and... Initially, when I woke up this morning, the weather was not all that, but the sky is blue, there isn't a cloud in it, and because this is the second time we've had to record this episode, I'm feeling perky. I feel like we might actually know what we're talking about, so hopefully this will be smoother. It's going to be so streamlined. We did it because we had some weird setting and it was it was really quiet. We had sound tech issues, and I know our sound is something that people can get a bit up in arms about so we really wanted to be a bit more perfect and it sounded like we were in a fishbowl apologies for the little delay with last week's episode the bank holiday always puts everything on hold in the uk yeah i think we got a bit too into the bank holiday spirit we really did not the spirits but you know just the spirit in general just the the overall uk vibe but we're back and we're in margate and i'm very excited to be chatting I'm going to introduce ourselves again. So I am Charlotte from Betty. And I'm Liv from What Olivia Did. And together we are The, the Fringe, Fringe of it. it. We're going to get straight into this week's episode, as I say, because we've we've already done this. Maybe our other introduction was better, but I can't actually remember. I know. It's one of those things that when you, it's like doing a video and not pressing record. Oh man, have you done that before? I think I've done it once or it was all out of focus and oh. you just have to think, do I put it up where I look like I've got like a hazy sheet over me or do I just... It's very frustrating. Yeah, you just got to start again. Let's do it. Let's get on with it. So, welcome to the fringe of it. Episode number 12. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you've been up to this week, Liv. Oh, so this week I've had the most glorious bank holiday. I feel like it really epitomised what a good bank holiday should yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's when bank holidays are good. That is what... Oh. That's what you kind of... It was picture perfect. It really was. Not only was the weather El Scorchio, it was a 27 degrees. Oh, it didn't get that hot in Margate, thank goodness, because I would have I would have cried. On the Saturday, I went out in a jumper because I didn't trust the weather. Yeah, you came to Margate today. I mean, to be fair, it was a bit cloudy, but she... she Liv had a T-shirt, a jumper and a jacket on. I've managed to take the jacket off her. I she's, know. she's not giving this jumper up it's easily. It's playful. And I've got a cool T-shirt on underneath. So on Saturday, I went to an art exhibition. I went to the Picasso one at the Tate. And how was that? Oh, I felt like such a culture vulture. It was very good, though, because it was only focused on one year of his life. But 
My God, was he a productive man. Yeah, Instagram wasn't around in Picasso's day. Very productive. I imagine you can get a lot done. I know. No procrastinating or no talking about how busy you were. Just cracking on with it. Busy being busy. Exactly. He was oh, very inspirational. So we did that. And then on the Sunday, it's the garden centre. What did you get? More sage? Oh, no, I got lots of things for the beds. I got I've packed out our beds. And luckily, my granddad is a gardener. So um, he's he helped to advise because... I do think otherwise you can go in and be like, oh, I like that, it's quite pretty. But yeah, you can't go in on what it looks like then. You know, what's it going to look like in two months' time? And is it going to sit next to this plant? And... Oh, how's it going to grow? Is it going to need the shade? Is it going to need the sun? What's it, what's it want? Yeah. What's the plant want? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of, you know, when I used to watch Garden Force with Charlie Dimmock and Alan Titchmarsh oh. landscaping. Oh, there's an art to it. So I did yeah. that and then I had a barbecue and I got the paddling pool out. What did you put on your barbecue? Marks and Spencer's halloumi kebabs. I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought she did. I didn't know. It was at my mum's and she didn't do the shop at Marks and Sparks. Oh. Or, although, can I tell, talk about something very exciting, Marks and Spencer's related? Oh, always. Apparently they are starting home food deliveries. Oh, yeah, but only in certain areas. So oh. it might it might it might deliver to you, but quite frankly, if it's not delivering to me, I don't care. I didn't. I, I found this out about three days ago, and I I swore like a sailor. This news has been out for like at least two weeks. Even I know about this. Oh well, that's a shame. But yeah, that's what that I is. Like, that no, that is exciting. Sorry, I'm being I'm being ever so rude. Pee on my parade. Um, can and... you can you tell me? Liv has been like an excitable child since she got to man. She's been dying to tell me about the concert she went to this week, but I won't let her because oh. I said save it for the podcast. So. I went to see Florence and the Machine at the Royal Festival Hall and oh oh it was magic it was I don't ever know whether to call it a concert or a gig because I felt like when I was younger calling it a concert wasn't cool yeah that makes you old yeah so but at the Royal Festival Hall I think it's an established concert yeah no that is a concert um and she is just unbelievable I've seen her live a few times without being that guy that's like I've seen her a few times I saw her when she was small I mean I did see her in a record store when her first album came out but you know we'll just push that down right. Um, but she was amazing. She can she could command a room, and she can make any venue feel really intimate. Because she's quite shy, isn't she? She's, she's yeah, really, really softly spoken and introverted. And the way she can just light up a room, and everyone was so transfixed by her that like she wasn't one of these artists that's like put your phone away. She kind of just she suggested to put it away for a point in one song. She was like, oh, let's enjoy this moment together. But because she is such an like an epic performer, you just want to put your phone away anyway because you just want to be there. And I think that's quite nice because I think when people say put your phone away, it just kind of gets your back up a bit, even if you weren't going to have your phone out that much. You're like, just, well, yeah. Yeah, whereas I think kind of, you know, enjoying a few moments. Just like, without yeah, it. Yeah, I think and that's really nice. I think when you've paid, like, I mean, these tickets are about £60 each. Like, when you've Ooh, paid that... It's pricey these oh, days. Oh, it really is. When you've paid that, you think, I'm entitled to take a photograph yeah. because I've paid a lot of money. But at the same time, you know, you want to be part of the experience yeah, and, and exactly. the memories. And you don't want to spoil it for other people. There's yeah. nothing worse than being in a crowd and someone's got their bright phone up in the air the whole time. Yeah, if you're going to record, at least take your screen brightness right down. I know, that's it. Can I have a bit of respect? But, oh, um, God's sake, Daniel. But yeah, that was a treat, and I've told you about the merch, which was... Oh. The merch was so good. It was 
some of the best artist merch I've seen. So there were three different components to this. There, were, there was a white t-shirt, which I've got on now, actually. Oh, and is that what's underneath? Mm-hmm. It's what's underneath the jumper. And it's like white... I'm going to be quite quick with this because I can go on and on. A white t-shirt with like Times New Roman pink bold letters saying Who Florence. knew Times New Roman was back? It's so chic, you guys. Um, so I had that. And then there were tote bags, which admittedly, I don't need another tote for the rest of my life yeah but I've seen the tote it's pretty cool it's gorgeous it was £15 which again it's, it's there's a pinch it's a pinch but it has this beautiful like hand painted lettering on it that says dream team and on the back it's got this beautiful like handwritten script saying Florence the Machine with like a cross it's so cool it's really I would have paid £15 oh, for that tote it was worth it I, I said this to you yesterday I love buying merch sorry I keep calling it merch but you know merchandise when you go to an exhibition or an event or a gig I want something to take home but I feel like people get merchandise so wrong the black keys are a really good example of people that do it right so they always get a local artist to do the poster for whatever city they're in and they're and they're limited edition they're really really nice and actually my friends um who run telegram I think I've spoken about here on here before but if not, check them out, actually. They've launched a new website, Ooh. side note. Um, and they used to do um, loads of band posters. And they're graphic designers, and that works really well. But when I went to, like, the Rolling Stones exhibition, I went to the um, gift shop, ready, ready to give Mick Jagger more of my money. And there was nothing cool to buy, nothing. It's really disappointing. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I'm always so prepared to spend a ludicrous amount of yeah. gigs. Because you just get swept up and you just want that feeling to last. And I that's, know. Yeah. And I've got three drawers at home, which I'll have to show you, filled with band t-shirts. Oh, this sounds like a feature coming on. Oh, honestly, so many. And well, like I told you about the horrors one that I have. And Oh, yeah, the horrors the with I the Winkle Picker boot. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my first t-shirts. I've got so many, but... My favourite one that I've ever bought is a Fleetwood Mac. It's red and it's got two... I'm doing this, but on the sleeves it's got two white stripes. It makes it look like I a bit... have that. Do you? Yeah, yeah. And it's red with yeah. the white Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, on. we have matching Fleetwood Mac oh, t-shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was a great t-shirt. There's some good. There are some good ones. But when it's just lazy, sometimes they are lazy. Yeah. Or ri- um, one of the people that Jack listens to his podcast, uh, John Robbins. I don't know if it's him or or I can't remember the other guy. I listen to them all the time. Alice John. And one of them is a big Queen fan. I can't remember which one, but he always says notoriously Queen merchandise is really bad quality and it is like I've got queen t-shirts and as soon as you put them in the wash it's like they forgot where their side seam ever was <laughs> and the fact they were ever white they just go to that murky grey straight away oh do you know what when um, Heim were touring in the US recently, mm. they asked um, fans to design posters for their mm. tour merch, and they were putting them on their Instagram, and every one, I was like, if that was a t-shirt, I'd buy it. That was, they were like, amazing posters. And I was like, God, it shows, if you get it right. Yeah, there's books to be made. Oh, there really are. But what have you been doing this week? Um, sorry, I really got swept up in merchandise I just then. got stuck, I could go on, that could, be, <laughs> that could be today's theme, but alas. Yeah, Florence and the Machine, today's topic, I don't have a lot to say, apart from I like her, her suits. What have I been up to? So we, we kind of, you know those people that have like really quirky signs where it says gone fishing or gone to the beach? Yeah. We didn't actually put one up, but we, we were at the beach for four days. <sighs> so I kind of, Friday, I think we recorded last week's podcast and I said we were going to the beach or it was it was Saturday and um we just didn't we didn't come home we, well we did I mean I was gonna say like you didn't sleep on no the beach. Get, it gets cold at night time but we just it was so nice we went to Deal went to a pebble beach we were at Warpole Bay which is in Margate and we were um a Margate as well and it was just so nice because it's our last 
it turns out that was actually our last weekend in Margate that we can enjoy as a family because this weekend I'm in Dublin and ne and then the following weekend is kind of pack up and move. So it was just really, really nice and I'm paying for it work-wise. Um, need to catch up. My house is a tip, as you've seen. But it was just really nice. We had lots of lots of memories. This was the first time that we kind of put her on the beach and she just crawled and splashed around in the sea and just generally Aww. had tried to eat a few pebbles which we we managed to intervene thankfully that's cute i just saw i think i got a bit of a tan oh yeah i have a tan line oh i've just i've just noticed a tan line where your ring is and i was like wow yeah girl really did you wouldn't actually know that that was a tan unless you saw you saw the saw the ring but yeah i'm tanned yeah she's so tanned you got an eight (laughs) (laughs) and so that's what um i've been up to what else no i think we've just been at the beach Oh, shall we move on to telly talk then? What have you been watching this week? I, he- I hear on the grapevine that you've watched a couple of films. Oh, I know. It's exceptionally unusual for me. I feel like real culture vulture this week. But I have. I went First of all, I went to the cinema and I saw Amy Schumer's new film called I Feel Pretty. And I'd heard a lot of mixed things about this film in particular. A lot of critiques online. Well, I actually I want to know about it because I've seen the poster... And that's all. And I just, I have no idea what it's about just from that. So, but let me, let me, let me fill you in. It's basically, um, Amy Schumer is this New Yorker who kind of plays herself in a way, um, but she's lacking in a lot of self-confidence. And she basically goes to a soul cycle class, which I must elaborate is a soul cycle class. It's not a spin class. Um, they really like to hone that in. Did, did, you, did you think they got paid a little bit of money for that? I mean, potentially. <laughs> uh, who knows? They're not getting paid for the mention of a fr- on the fringe of it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no spawns by soul cycle here. The soul cycle class, though, I feel has a lot more lights and a lot more going on than other spin classes. I mean, it, it was mentioned a lot in the film. I can tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> And so she goes to this class and she's cycling and she falls off her bike and she hits her head and then she comes out and looks in the mirror and then has developed all this self-confidence and thinks she looks amazing, which in fairness she does, like she's beautiful, but she kind of recognises that in a way. She's like, I look incredible and then has this confidence to take on the world. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I th- It sounds good. And I I do see all sides of it because I know mm. a lot of people have have said that you know she's a white middle class really successful pretty woman if self-confidence is the only thing that's kind of preventing her from going where she wants to in life she's pretty lucky Mm. um and I do see a lot of the kind of issues people tap into like there's not a lot of diversity and but on the contrary the thing that I did really recognize when I was in there is I went with my mum and there were lots of women in the cinema and a lot of them felt came out feeling really good. Um, my mom you could was, feel that that buzz. Yeah, and my mum was saying that made me feel really good. It's such an important message to like not let your confidence hold you back, and it makes you realise how those things are so surface level. And so, in a way, you think, okay, there are a lot of things that could be improved, but the overall message is quite a positive one. And if it makes some people feel better then surely that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, I'm not a film critic. I can't go into all the depths and I can't look at it from every single yeah, angle. Yeah, but it steps but... in the right direction, I think. I think there's so little films for for women. I, I totally see where people are coming from. But at the same time, there's, I don't know, a, a little step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. There are flaws, um, obviously. But I really, I did enjoy it. And it's a very light-hearted, feel-good film. I feel like if you're a fan of, 
films she's in normally, you you get it. You should know what you you go in there. Yeah. You know what to expect. And what was the second film you the saw? The second busy, film busy I know, was Battle of the Sexes. So it's with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Okay, love both of them. Oh, so I'm kind good. of upset that Ryan Gosling's not in it because I feel like every Emma Stone film now should just have Ryan Gosling. Maybe he in made it. a cameo that I didn't see. I did fall asleep for part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you exceptionally tired? I really was, but I did, I saw enough of it that I feel like I can mention it. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I have fallen asleep at the cinema before. Um, I was heavily pregnant, but yeah. I was tired. I mean, this was at home, so I feel like when you're in a sofa Oh, God, film. yeah, no. Oh, I cannot stay awake at home. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a different story. Was, I'm so entitled to sleep at my home. Um... Yeah, no, I thought you were at the cinema. I've only fallen asleep at the cinema twice. Oh, I have. I fell asleep watching a James Bond film. Um, and Which Avatar, one? The, I, one of the most recent ones. I hope it wasn't Skyfall because no, that film. Skyfall is brilliant. Oh my god! I remember the first time I saw oh. Skyfall. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh and my god! The tube scene, Judy Dench, like Scotland. Oh Scotland! Oh Scotland! Scotland. Oh, oh Scotland looks amazing. It is such a good. That's my fave James Bond oh. film. I say that like I've seen them all. But I rem- I've got goose pimples. That's how much I love Skyfall. I remember <laughs> watching it for the first time, and I was on the edge of my seat, and my dad and Jack were like. Are you okay? And I was like, What's why the... has nobody shown me Skyfall oh, before? What is the name of the guy that plays the bad guy, the blonde guy? Oh, he is evil. But he's exceptional. Oh, he is such an evil, oh, evil such a good villain. Actor, oh, he's the, the, he's like perfect villain. And not forgetting Adele. Oh, nude Skyfall. Oh, right, I'm just going to stop recording the podcast because oh. I want to go and watch Skyfall. I know, that can be our next day. Um, how did we get here? Okay, so Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> Sorry, I have no <laughs> Falling idea. Falling asleep, I, didn't, I did not fall asleep during Skyfall, but um, it's about, it's based around Billie Jean King, who is a hugely successful world champion tennis player, and it was about the kind of the tennis industry and how men were being paid a lot more, and I mean, because I'm not very good at describing these things, there's going to be a lot of flaws in my description, but essentially she goes on to play um, in a mixed sex competition, which is a Grand Slam, and it's all about her story and her relationship with her husband and her, her new partner, and it's just really inspiring. It's quite an empowering film, great costumes. Um, When's it set? It's in the 70s, Oh yeah, I think. I'm into this. Yeah, like just yeah it's all going on great set and yeah it was really it was a very inspiring film oh just i need to go and watch an that. easy watch a nice oh easy no watch. i don't need to go and watch it i can watch it from the comfort of my own home you can just watch it for the comfort what, what was it on it was on um i don't know i think we watched it on we bought it on virgin oh oh yeah i do like a vir- uh, well my mum and dad have virgin so when i go and say my mum and dad i buy films uh, yeah i know of my dad's virgin account because <laughs> i am 12 for like 10.99 <laughs> <laughs> they're pricey on Virgin are, that, that's why we're sometimes reluctant because we're like we could just go and buy the DVD yeah well that's the price of a cinema ticket in London is the DVD well that's the thing so oh, that's another debate to be yeah, what have like, you been watching um, I have only watched one thing me and Jack tend to watch a lot of repeats because by the time we put June to bed and then we've done the tidying up we've got an hour and so that's why we end up watching a lot of Friends and um, we've also been watching quite a lot of Marin which is um Mark Marin, who's like the biggest American podcaster, he's got a show all about him and his dysfunctional life. Is this the one you said you had a little bit of a soft spot for? Where? <laughs> Between me and you. <laughs> you know, he has a nice he has a nice mustache. He has a lovely personality. And he also was um Mark Marin was in Almost Famous. I don't know if you if you are a massive as much as an you see, this is how I you feel about Florence, this is how I feel about Almost Famous. I saw that when I rented it from the VHS shop when it first came out. Um, You win. (laughs) And there's a bit where they go, lock the gates! And then the tour bus kind of goes through 
the gates and uh, no not no no and uh mark that was mark maron and he actually uses that soundbite from the film on his podcast but anyway i've really gone off on one they're all netflix related because netflix is the quickest thing for me to log in using the xbox remote because if i go on four like four od or iPlay, I have to log on and it's like left, left, left. Oh, too far. <laughs> right, 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 right. Too far. Um, and it's just really annoying. So um, anyway, this week I've watched The Letdown, which mm. is a TV show about being a new mum. And it's based around the lead character, who's um, Audrey. Um, it's set in Australia. And at first I was like, mm, I'm not really sure about this. Celeste Barber, the Instagram um, have you seen her on Instagram? She like the, oh, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. She, like you know, Kim Kardashian does a wet t-shirt look, and then Celeste does her version, and um, she's in it as well. And the first episode just gave me a lot of anxiety. I just started panicking about being a new mum again, and I always think it's a bit strange because everybody's experience of being a new mum is different. So I don't really like to tell people, you know, what yeah. it's like. And and also, there's some situations where I'm like, that's a bit far far-fetched maybe I don't know but episode two or three really caught our attention because Jack wasn't really sure and I was like let's give it a whirl and um there's a bit where the husband (laughs) they've just had a really bad time with the baby and their sleep training which um actually we haven't done I wasn't kind of relating to that um but he called the baby who's called Stevie by the way which was our other name for June but we didn't go for it in the end is that Steve is that Miss Nix or or Mr Wonder but Jack uh, was was into Steven Gerrard and and kept calling it Stevie G Uh, ruined it for himself but uh the baby Stevie who's a girl wouldn't stop Fanny had stopped crying and the parents were laying on the bed, staring into space, which is my favourite activity as a parent. And then Stevie starts crying again and the dad's like, that dickhead. And me and Jack just choked on our dinner because we've been there. We've, we've definitely referred to June as that, which sounds horrendous. But those early days as a new parent are like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And sometimes you need you need designating staring in space time and the baby's just not playing game and mm. um, so once we kind of related to something and I think people are, are like really raving about it just think it's so relatable oh, I'm tempted to watch it yeah I'd be interested to see whether you found some of the jokes funny because some of them are quite niche to to labor and things I don't yeah. know it'd be but, interesting to see yeah if it gives me like an if it's an accurate representation yeah or just kind of makes you go no that absolutely never. that isn't yeah not for me so because I don't want especially people... after feeling very broody today being around June for so long my best mate yeah maybe you should but then I you know I always think those things are difficult because you don't want to alienate people or kind of scare them because it's not all all horror and sometimes I think those tv shows can or articles but it's really funny like there's a bit where she um keeps getting breastfeeding advice from a local drug dealer like it's it's quite inappropriately funny I really enjoyed it is that Netflix yeah Netflix yeah I might download it for the way home you can download on Netflix yes you can on wi-fi so you download and it sounds like a sponsored by Netflix it's not um you can just download it and then watch it oh I thought you could only do that on channel four yeah you've got to be on the internet so Oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow for the airport. Oh, you're in for a treat. I'm so excited. Uh, so I haven't been watching anything else that's new anyway, but that I've I've really enjoyed. And it's 28 minutes episode, so and get two in before bedtime, which oh. I quite like. Yeah, it's nice you can zoom through it. Yeah, and then sometimes we, we, we push it to three, but you know, that's that's like a half ten bedtime and then you're in a whole, whole world of trouble. Mm. I like to be in bed by ten. 
Oh, don't blame you. What time do you like to be in bed? Ideally, ten half ten. Mm. More often than not, half eleven. Oh, yeah. Edging on for midnight. It just, yeah. I remember when I was younger and I used to stay up till one and thought I was invincible. I remember my one of my late memories is um, when I was doing my A level, my history. I had to do like a written piece and I was up till two and I had to get up at six. And I was just, I, I always think to myself now, I'm like, right, I can't, I'm capable, but... Because you look back at that moment in time, and you're like, I did it. I did it, and I went to school the next day. Oh, wow. Power but, on purpose. Yeah, power on purpose. I like that. It's normally get... live party purpose, but power on, I like. Yeah, power on purpose. Oh, should we move on to shopping? Oh, let What have you been buying this week, Liv? Do you know what? I went to, I told you about the garden centre trip. Um, So I did that, and then... Was it spendy? It was a little bit spendy. Have you got, um... Like a loyalty scheme at your local garden centre. I haven't, but as my granddad's a, a gardener, he does get a bit of a cheeky discount. Oh, does he? Yeah, like he's, he's popular a, at the garden centre. Yeah, which is very cool. So um, I did use that. The one thing I have bought this week, I say one thing, it's quite, quite a spenny purchase, is I bought some fancy sunglasses. Oh, which did you commit? I did commit. After talking about it last week, I touched on it and I did go ahead and what what pushed you over the edge well i had a liberty voucher oh transport out there sorry if you can hear that um margate margate's finest on their scooters just margate in it just margate but um oh so you had your liberty voucher and then because you were you were pretty close when we spoke yeah and it was they turned out to be quite a lot cheaper than they were in berlin so i was like go on how did it feel because i love waiting to make a big purchase it 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 feel good good. and she was like oh i don't know if you've got them and then went to check and then she did have them oh that's always good that's always good because it's like then you know how you know it's like that scene in friends where uh, rachel does the pregnancy test and phoebe goes you're not pregnant just to know how you really feel. I mean, I know that's not quite on the same scale, but... It is like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so I was really happy, yeah. and they suit my face. Yeah. Um, I think having a fringe does throw you off, as I mentioned last week. Yeah, because with glasses, you've got to tuck the fringe in your glasses. It's really hard. Well, that's the thing. So I'm really happy with those. They were a bit of a fancy purchase, but that, that's it this week. But you feel good about it. Exactly, that and my merch. Well, I think we should talk about the app as well that, that we've been looking at before this it's not quite a purchase I mean I think you actually have to pay for for it so that is a purchase because we've both been using it oh. and how would you pronounce it Gudak? Gudak? I'd say Gudak but I'm actually I've just had my first roll of film developed it's G-U-D-A-K that's right isn't it oh it's amazing so it's like a disposable it's like a disposable camera I don't know if I'm saying like for the sake of it I'm confused I've confused myself oh. um, but it's a disposable camera in an app form and the great thing about it, because people have told me that there is other, another app where you can see your pictures straight away. But what's great about this one is you can't see them until you've completed the film. And then it takes three days to develop it's in the virtual so world. good. But I think, I don't want to see them instantly with a filter on. That's not what it's about. It's about the three days processing that I really like. Because it's like a nice surprise. Yeah. Like, I've just got my first role developed. Have you got some good pictures? I've got some really good pictures, so I'll show you quickly. Hang on, I'll start from the beginning. I think us going through um, your pictures on a podcast... It's probably not the most... Yeah, there um, are some nice pictures, though. There's some really nice ones from last week. Oh, they're week lovely. When they, when it was a, oh, there's a really nice one of Maggie. And there's some nice one of me and my mate. Yeah, they're lovely. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, they're just going to keep showing me pictures that I can't, I can't share with you. But it's a really cool app. I really like it. I like the fact you can't see it. You can't take a selfie. I love a selfie. Side note. Um, and then it takes three days to develop. So I think it's a purchase technically, and one we've both been enjoying. And it feels like, and then you, yeah, you have to use up the film. It's just so good. Don't take a picture. She's got a new film because this is what they do. 
Yeah, there we go. I, ju- I just got snapped on the Gadak. I need a hair wash. Thanks for that, Liv. Oh, you're um, welcome. Talking of purchases that you have to wait for to know if you really want, I bought my settee. <gasps> da, 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 da. So the settee that I was talking about that I went to the British Heart Foundation and it was sold. So I was walking home from the beach on Monday at about seven, thinking of ice cream. Jack wanted a Magnum and I wanted a Mars ice cream. Oh, Mars. But they are very hard to find in a single entity. You have to buy them in a four pack. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, do you know what? I got a big one, though, from the co-op. Did you? She, she, she's a beast. Well, I actually got a Magnum praline or praline. I never know how to say that in the end. Wasn't as good as an almond or a classic, quite frankly. Stick to what you know. Um, anyway, I was walking past the British Heart Foundation and something caught my eye and it was only my settee turns out as I arrived at the British Heart Foundation at 9.30 waiting for them to open the next day the the purchaser took it to their house it didn't fit so they got a refund and returned it so it is now my settee and it got delivered as me and Liv went out for lunch today Jack and um, oh. our very nice friends I had to wheel it up the high, Margate High Street and it does look brilliant, put it up though. two flights of stairs. Um, so it's floral and, yeah, it was £140 for a sofa, two chairs and a buffet. Not bloody bad. Not bad at all. And it's very comfortable, isn't it? Oh, it is so comfortable. But it's it, older than me, though. It is. It was 1991 it was made. We saw on the tag. So uh, it's it's a very mature setting. And what have you got in your hands? Let's talk about this. I'm excited, I'm excited. So these are nail decals, which I love nails. Um, we've spoken about Shoreditch nails before, but it's um, there's a really cool shop on Etsy called Kim's Nailed It. And Kim, obviously because that's her name, she sells nail decals. And the ones that I've got are palm leaf Palm leaf, Ooh, well, like just monstera, palm leaves. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, cheese plant. Um, and they're going to go on my nails. I think they're going to look really cool. I think I'm just going to do some clear. I like those. With a top coat. I'd just like to send out a little tip to the world that Sash V is the best top coat out there that there is. Ooh. If you want to avoid pillow creases. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm all too familiar with the pillow crease. There's nothing worse than painting your nails. You can do it at like 5pm and you still get pillow creases. Not good enough. Not with sesh feet. Um, but Kim, because we know each other IRL, threw in a little surprise. Would you like to see it? Would I just? <gasps> oh, my God. So what Kim did was throw in some, some freebie nail decals. And there are two different sets. <laughs> both of my daughter's face, who is one. I feel that there needs there needs to be an image accompanying this because it is unbelievable. So one of them, she's smiling, she's got a red berry on with a pom-pom and the other one, she's got the mardiest face with sunglasses on and they can now go on my nail. That is exceptional. Kim but has nailed it. Kim's totally nailed it. Um, I think I might put one on my thumb for Dublin. So oh, June's with me at all oh, times. Stop my heart. But they're just hilarious. So she can actually make any custom nail decals, anything you like. Um, so go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Kim's Nailed It and get your dog, get your mum, get Liv, get me, get anybody on your nails. Oh, I'm very, I'm going to check her out. She sounds cool. Yeah, but these ones of June, they're so crisp, aren't they? They are. Oh, a picture perfect <laughs> they're exceptional so that's the two very bizarre things that i've purchased this week nail decals and finally a sofa i'm impressed by that selection no clothes but that's that's okay sometimes the best weeks involve 
little else than decals <laughs> and sunglasses. Shall we move on to this week's topic? So this week's topic is real life versus Instagram life. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ooh, it's a meaty one, but I'm excited. So this topic actually was brought to us by a fringe of it. Facebook group member called Gabrielle Lander and um, me and Liv have had a really big kind of brainstorming planning session today and if you've got any topic suggestions go to the pinned post in the Facebook group and leave it underneath but Gabrielle gave us the topic and then me and Liv kind of padded it out about what we wanted to talk about and we wanted to like lift the lid on Instagram I don't know, it's a bit murky, those waters, I think. It's a really weird one, isn't it? Because it's the app that we all love to hate. And I feel like I have moments where I'm completely infatuated with it and times where I'm just like, oh, it's awful, everyone's putting on this whole act and it's a real highlights reel and I feel like everyone's got it together and I haven't. And it's a really funny one. And I think there's a lot of little mysteries that we could debunk. Yeah, and I think people are like, oh, Instagram's your job. Like, that's easy. Or, you know, I don't know. And I think it's quite interesting to know how people or brands work with people and, mm. you know, the kind of, the right ways and the wrong the wrong ways. And also to, like, me and Liv have, I think, quite a similar opinion on what our responsibility is as well. Yeah. As people that get paid to produce Instagram content, you know, what our personal feelings are about it. So I think, should we go back to the beginning of, like, when you first started using Instagram? Yeah, so I think I started it when I was studying my photography A-level. Oh, yeah. It was... Sorry, just that's so photography A-level. I know, it really is. And it was when... Do you remember Hipstamatic? Oh, yeah, loved Hipstamatic. Yeah, so it's almost before... I suppose it kind of ran parallel, but you'd kind of use it to create new age photos with a vintage feel mm-hmm. um, just like the, the app we've been talking about yeah so literally Such that parody of ourselves I know we really are but I used that and then I'd upload to Instagram and I thought it was really cool and arty and it was very candid a lot of them had a big sepia filter over them oofed really um, enjoyed that oh, my first pictures it. that are horrendous but I've been using it for like five or six years now I think can you remember your first paid Instagram I don't know if I can remember exactly what it is. What's interesting about doing it for a business is like, for me, I never started off doing Instagram. It was like a way of promoting my business. Yeah, it's weird. I think I very much used it on a personal level. Yeah. Um, And it is still, I'm, I'm 
really, really adamant that I maintain it for a personal level as well. Like, I never want it to become the live show. I use it, and I just, I never want to look at my feed and be like, oh, jeez, it's a lot of me. Yeah, calm yourself down. That's the thing, it works for a lot of people, and, you know, but that's by no means any shade at anyone that does use it for that reason. But I feel like I still want to maintain the reason why I started using it, which Mm. isn't always the most profitable way of using it, because I think a lot of people do use it as you know a lucrative money earner because they can sell on it and be like sales assistants on it but I feel like I still really want to maintain the element of sharing things I like even if I know they're not gonna I don't know match my grid or yeah I think as well you know I guess if you actually divided the amount of money that you earn from a sponsored Instagram across your monthly or yearly Instagrams actually it wouldn't be a lot but I think for me, I love to share like small brands. Small yeah. brands are one of my favourite things because I think it's really nice to kind of get a message from somebody and say, well, thanks for featuring that. You know, I got a lot of sales. I got a lot of new followers. And that's what I really like doing because I'm ex- just excited it's to like share. It's like the shining light theory again, isn't it? Where yeah. you're kind of spreading that kind of social reach and sharing it. And that's why I use it because I love discovering people and brands and cool cafes and experiences and almost using it as a resource to really capture the cool things that are going on around me yeah and I think um, we were talking about this again we're not we're not like having a go at anybody or but for us I keep saying us but just because we had a discussion a bit when we were deciding whether we were going to talk about this and I think we kind of have a responsibility as Instagrammers or people that use Instagram to you know, because we do make um, money out of it, is that we have a responsibility to show behind the scenes of of the real life. Yeah, and it's almost maintaining that balance, I think, because it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you, you want to be very real and honest, but in the same breath, we're so privileged to be doing this as a career that you don't ever want to be whinging about it either yeah. and almost overkilling it and that's something I'm quite conscious of I think online because there's I think there's a big difference between having a moan to your friend about something trivial and sharing it to a large audience in which someone could take it and then think oh well that's that that would be really cool if that was me or like just flip it on their head and think oh you're lucky to even mm. be in that position I actually deleted something off Instagram the other day because I actually had a word with myself and thought why I might have said it to a friend I might have said it to my boyfriend but I thought to share that with the amount of followers that you've got, that's actually quite irresponsible. And I just said, oh, because I'd been doing something really fancy, I can't remember. Oh, we'd been on that that press trip and we'd been on that. And then the next thing, you know, I'm cleaning the kitchen. And I just said, oh, I wish my life was a, was a, a, a bit less of a pendulum going from really glamorous things to really mundane things. And I just, I put it up and it, it was nagging in the back of my brain. And I thought, are you serious? Like you get to do amazing things. Like some people you know they're just cleaning the kitchen and just check yourself so I actually um deleted it and I think that's what we're talking about when we say we have a responsibility I think yeah sorry to carry on carry on I think yeah I think it's just being aware of that as well and I think naturally that kind of comes into play the kind of person you are as well naturally like naturally you're not the kind of person that's like bragging or gloating like you're enjoying these experiences as anyone would want to document them you're not coming at it from a point of view where you're like look what I'm doing but I do think it is that thing where you are recognising how cool that is to be doing those things and not... I don't know, I think some people on Instagram can forget what the norm is. And I know normal is a really funny word to use because everyone's normal is so different. Yeah, but kind of forget we were talking about travel. And, yeah. Um, you know, is travel becoming something you see on Instagram? You're like, oh, that person's in Marrakesh, that person's in India, that person's in LA. 
you know, normal again, but you know, I can't afford that many holidays a year and you know, some are complimentary and that kind of thing. And that's where you, I think there has to be a kind of thought for. Of course there does. And it comes with so many pressures, I think as well to kind of, you know, what I thought about recently, I was had about had a meeting and we were talking about Instagram as like a highlights reel and how it was so prone to looking at what other people have done on the app and looking at other people's highlights reels and going, Oh, well, I wish I was doing that. But actually sometimes the best thing to do on it is look at your own feed and then acknowledge all the cool stuff you've done. Mm. And actually going through your own successes are literally there in front of you, but we're so quick to look at other people's. But I think because you're looking at so many different people's, like you, you know, especially when you flick through stories, you've just been on 30 different lives. Well, that's like you thing. can't live 30 lives in a day or a week and or a month. it's so intense. But then, and we're all doing it to each other. I said this to someone else as well, like we were talking about bank holiday and it's that thing where you might look at someone who's in London for the day, for example, think, oh, I should have been making more of my day. Mm. And then you look at someone else who's in the garden, you think, oh, God, I should be in the garden relaxing. Mm. And then you're suddenly thinking, I need to be doing all those things to be happy. And it kind of, you get really wrapped up in it. And I think that's where the responsibility comes into play. And it's almost being able to recognise that everyone's lives are so vastly different. Yeah. And you can't do it all. I think I think captions are really good because I've spoken recently, been ranting about renting. Me and Liv are going to do a podcast about renting and buying because we've both um, done both sides of it. But, you know, I'm having a few problems, renting and guarantors. And I went on Instagram stories and I just, I just went for it basically not not that I was ranting but I just thought it was really important to share and then I had another situation a cash flow issue like basically I had about four pounds in my bank account um, and I'm owed quite a lot of money but it's not even out like overdue it's just long payment terms and I had no money and I just thought because Instagram as somebody pointed out um I wish I could reference this person but thank you for your comment and and they just said thank you for sharing that because Instagram feels like an endless pit of money and slogan t-shirts Oh my, I yeah. died when I when I read that. It's so true. But it does, and I don't, you know, um, again, I like to make sure that people see me wearing the same clothes. Like, obviously, I we both like to buy new, but I don't want people thinking that I constantly have a new outfit or, you know, because that's not sustainable for the environment or for my bank account or for people's mental health. Exactly, and that's the thing, and I think it's, it is being able to like acknowledge that another thing I always feel like I um I'm quite open on stories I think I'm quite a chatterbox yeah but I do tend to kind of I'm not overly open I'm not like I don't do real like deep like meaningful chats all the time but the other day I think I was having a particularly stressful day and I did talk about it on stories and the response from people saying like it's really cool you really opened up and yeah. I was kind of I didn't want to be that I, I thought it would go the well, other way. Because you, you, there is a really fine balance between complaining but actually just letting people know that you know they may go on your grid and think oh well what the hell has she got to worry about? Well this is the thing and I think it's striking that balance between saying yeah things are stressful but like, I'm being open, but I, I'm not complaining either. Like, it's mm. kind of putting a positive spin on things as well mm. and saying, well, this is how I'm going to deal with it and this is how I'm feeling fortunate or looking forward to other things or taking time out. And it's being open in a way that I think is still quite recognisable for 
lots of people. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a really it's a really fine line. We need to talk about as well, like how many how many shots it it takes to get the perfect Instagram. Ugh. I often do a screen grab of my camera roll when I t- when I take a picture, and I often upload that to stories so people can see quite exactly how many, oh, exactly how many pictures I take for Instagram. And I think we're in a place on Instagram as well where things are either so composed and so built up of a really theatrical big like performance mm. where there's it's all singing, all dancing, all editing mm. or it's the perfectly candid shot like oh, I didn't realize you were taking oh, that. You there. Yeah, but that's it like there's gorgeous pictures of people eating, I don't know, like Plates of pasta and looking really beautiful. Yeah. And if you see me eat spaghetti bolognese, it, it ain't that. But that's attractive. the thing; it's that kind of candid shot that's mm. like almost editorial in the fact that it's like, oh, mm. sorry, I didn't realise I was having my photo taken. Oh, bashful look. But it's that weird middle ground that people are like, oh, I'll try and get a candid shot. And at the weekend on the bank holiday, I tried doing a nice candid shot. Oh, it takes so much effort. And I was like, I look nor candid nor nice in any of these. <laughs> Please close your mouth while you. Uh, I looked very live. sweaty, and it was just like. But everyone makes it look so easy, and I didn't. I didn't end up taking a picture. I was like, forget sometimes it. Sometimes it's just better just to put your phone away, um, because sometimes getting the perfect shot because you, um, it ruins the moment because you're so obsessed with getting the one shot to yeah, summarize a moment. Just and then actually, um, I did it a lot over the bank holiday weekend. Just put my phone away and was like, I'm not getting any pictures, but I don't care because I'm having such a nice time. But there's a one of my favourite people on Instagram is Alison Sadler. Um, I think she's underscore Alison with two L's, underscore Sadler, underscore, I think. You'll find her if you go through my profile. And she does this thing called Free Up My Insta. Um, And you can join in, but all not, because there's 14 days worth of prompts, but she's like, you know, there are no rules. And the idea is, because what she said is that you can you know, I've spoken about it before, unhooking from praise and criticism. If you put up something quite personal, like a picture of yourself or, you know, a picture of your baby or your dog and it doesn't do very well, for whatever reason, algorithm related or, you know, people just aren't into it, you take that personally and and you're thinking, oh, they hate me. And, you know, when did we get so, so into that? But she does this thing and it has different prompts each day and the idea is that you just, like, capture things like we used to and just upload them whenever you want and it doesn't matter how well it does and that's the thing and I feel like I feel really quite conscious about it because especially with fashion blogging I think people are so focused on having a brand image and being so refined and themed that you forget to share the candid moments like mm. I went to the, obviously I went to Florence did you know oh did you You've yeah no it. I didn't think oh, so I really um, it I, it was really good yeah thanks I put a picture of her on my Instagram feed and typically it's all the things I probably wouldn't upload because you know it's a bit dark for the grin it's like it doesn't fit in but then I was like I'm really passionate about live music and this is everything that mm. I'm really into why would I not share it yeah and it's those weird things you get into your head that I'm like oh should I be sharing this is it on brand are people gonna like this and I'm like what it's if I'm Instagram into it, you close the app and it doesn't matter and I understand why people do it from a business point of view yeah. where they want to kind of but I'm not a brand profile. I'm not like Topshop or like anything. I'm I'm me. Yeah. And I'm I have lots of different sides to me other than just my face. I have interests outside of fashion, and I'm a multi-dimensional person. But that sounds really really um, <laughs> pretentious. Um, you so, are multi. You are three. You are three G. I am so multi-dimensional. Um, I'm glad I clarified how pretentious that sounded before I carried on. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's just recognizing that that you don't have to be on this total 
I don't know, all-consuming theme because brands don't get it right either. Yeah, I think I just think we need to remember it's an app. I love it for everything that it brings me. It brings me new people, new connections, um, new brands. Like I use it like a travel guide. I think it's amazing, but I just I don't know. I think the topic real life versus Instagram life. It is Instagram life. It's not real life. Yeah. Like on the way here, well, not the way here, but this morning, me and Jack were moving the old sofa so the new sofa could come in. We smashed a hanging plant that on its way down broke a bowl of eggs and there were soil leaves um broken eggs everywhere Ooh. that's real life yeah like it's not instagram life and um if i'm you know we've talked we've spoken about anxiety before but that i can sit on instagram and scroll and as soon as i close the app oh there there's real life again yeah it's so true and i do think it's being able to differentiate the two and you know, not put all your eggs in one basket. Because <laughs> I will come along and smash them. Well, exactly. And that, but especially you're doing it as a career, I think it's so important to have different things going on. Yeah. Like I've got the blog and YouTube and this. And Well, I am, um, when I do social media um, workshops and things, I always, uh, Seth Godin said, you can't build your, no, I don't, I don't think Seth Godin did say this. Sorry, I can't remember the source of the quote. I'm a liar. But he said, you can't build your property on borrowed land. And, you know, Instagram could change all of its rules and regulations tomorrow. And, you know, but you need to like have all have all these other things. I If Instagram went tomorrow, I think I'd read more books. Mm. And I get, that's quite an interesting thought, isn't it? What would you do if you couldn't be on Instagram? And when you see how much time you spend on the app, that's how much time you could have doing something else. So oh, oh. I want to take up drawing again. Oh, do you like to draw? I love drawing. I did art at A-level. Maybe and, we should this... challenge ourselves this week and see, um, do a little Instagram every time we feel the urge. Let's see if we can do something else. I would like to draw this week. What will you, what will you be doing? I want to read. Okay. I've not. I've read, only read a couple of books. Next time we reconvene... Born. I want a book out of you. It can be a short book. I'm not writing a book. No, no. I want a book out of you. I want I want I want you to have read a short book and I'll do draw you a nice picture. Handshake, sweaty For one. next hall, clammy. Oh yeah, very clammy. <laughs> Great. Um let's leave that question there. What would you do if Instagram disappeared tomorrow? I know, I want to know what hobbies would you take up again? What has Instagram taken over that you would like to reclaim? I'm I'm where one of us will put that on the Facebook group, which is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it you can find us on twitter now we're not so active on there we can only manage so many things at once but... although we did retweet a very funny indie pop <laughs> fringe cutting scenario which is definitely worth following if not just for that yeah so occasionally we retweet memes so on twitter we are the fringe of it and yeah, that's about I it. Think that's it i hope you enjoyed today i wish we could have spoken for longer um i feel like it's quite a meaty one maybe we could pick this up and have a part two another time maybe but if you want to suggest a topic on the pinned post pop it on there also if you'd like to review or rate us it helps other people find us as we've said before in short hopefully potential more friends for you exactly anyway have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time goodbye bye Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So... 
What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.